the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. George Brockler back with you here. 710-KNUS. It is that second hour of four on this Thursday, the 18th of January. We are, uh, we're going to be with you till 10. Then the national guys take over, the Chuck Kirks and the Dennis Pragers, Seb Gorka, and, of course, uh, Brandon Tatum. We come back live and local tomorrow from 6 to 10. Now, we had superstar uh, reporter Sherry Python last week for her normal come on in and we talk about all the cool stuff going on. Little did we know she was working on a pretty explosive piece here that reveals quite a bit about what's going on in Jefferson County. It involves, in a way, a member of Congress, potential political favoritism, transparency, and a whole lot of money. Joining us right now to discuss it from Complete Colorado, page two, Sherry Pipe. Sherry, thanks for joining us again. Hey, absolutely. Morning, George. How are you? Good. Why couldn't you tell us this was coming? I think we had you on the air right as you were hitting sprint on this thing. That's one of those things that, you know, you kind of just wait until you, that's one of those stories that you just wait until it actually prints before you tell anybody because you don't want to, you know, it was, it's bad enough when you have to call the people to try to get a response out of them. They now know. And usually what happens is they jump on the phone and they start calling all their buddies in the mainstream media oh, to try yeah. to do the piece first, you know. So this kind of piece, you kind of want to just wait until you actually hit send before you tell anybody. There <laughs> are a, a lot of folks out there that have followed this. Joan, of course, our friend is one of them. But there are a lot of folks who don't know the story. And I'm anxious to hear from you before you tell us this, before we get this. How much has the legacy mainstream media folks, how, how much have they picked up on this and run with it? Because it's kind of a big deal. None to this point. Um, not, not surprised. You know, I, I think we've talked about this before on your show. They don't like to admit that Complete Colorado, you know, does actually investigative work. So when they have to, when they have to follow something that I do, they tend to plug their nose to it and turn their head 99% of the time. But on top of that, I mean, these are people that the legacy media has backed for quite a few years now. I mean, these are the, the, the apples of their eye in, in, in the, the, you know, in the subject of this story. So I don't, you know, it'll be interesting. I really hope they do because there's an underlying story here that nobody has gotten yet. And um, I mean, I, I touch on it in my story, but you know, we'll see what happens. I'll say this. This is the kind of story now that you have done all of the heavy lifting on this thing, and we'll get into it in a second. It's kind of tailor made for one of those larger stations to either unleash an investigative reporter or, dare I say, for nine news, like a Marshall Zelliger, Kyle Clark, Steve Sager sort of thing, where they actually put these people on the camera and say, please describe how this is okay. I mean, you would think that you, you have teed this thing up perfectly for them with that kind of a platform. I just wonder if they'll do it. I agree completely. You know, um, when they, you know, uh, again, we've talked about it before, but, you know, when they thought they had 
caught me in a gotcha moment. You know, they sent Marshall to my front door in Greeley. <laughs> I would really hope that they would send Marshall, <laughs> you know, the front door of Ian Silveri and Brittany Patterson. <laughs> I, I love the visual of you answering in some kind of a taffeta robe with a shotgun. Like, can I help you? <laughs> you know? And yeah. then you call him Mitchell. Mitchell, can I help you? <laughs> um, right. Sherry, do, do the listeners a favor. We've teased them enough if they don't know about it. Talk to them like they don't know anything about this case because it's. I think it's a really great job you've done here. Really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, sure. So at the heart of it is Jefferson County um, wants to go back to the voters yet one more time and ask them to either detaber or raise their taxes. Um, And the reason we know that is because Jefferson County, back in the fall, put out what's called a request for proposal for consulting companies to give them a proposal as to what it would cost in order to, to work the voters over, you know, to do all the studies, to do all the polling, to do all of the marketing strategy and tell us how to talk and tell us what to do so that we can go to the voters with a possible quote unquote funding solution. Well, can, can I, right before, there, can you, before you get into it, can, can I just ask for clarification? Mm-hmm. Jefferson County used taxpayer dollars to pay for requests for proposals for consultants who will then use more taxpayer dollars to convince taxpayers to pay more taxpayer dollars. And that's the heart of what I said, the underlying story that I really wish, if if mainstream legacy media does not pick up on the fact that in the contract, briefly, it says that he is being hired to basically put together the yes on whatever ballot question it is campaign team and lead them and tell them how to talk to voters and tell that is illegal in the state of Colorado. You cannot use government money to either support or oppose any kind of measure that comes before your voters. It and sounds like uh, A.G. Weiser must be all over this. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, you know, part of what, part of what, you know. Okay, so I guess I'll I'll, I'll keep going with the story before I get too far in the weeds. But yeah, yeah, please, please keep going. So, okay, so we have this request for proposal that goes out. Now, keeping in mind, Jefferson County has become extremely blue. You know, your county commissioners—you got three of them—they're all hardcore progressive Democrats. They've all been in office. Yep. For a hundred years, doing everything that they need to do, you know, to make life more miserable on people. So you've got these these three people that are in there, and now they want to put taxes back in place. They put out this proposal, and lo and behold, only two firms turn in a request for proposal. Only two firms out of all of the state of Colorado turn in turn in applications. They awarded one, and the one that they awarded just happened to be. The same guy who for years touted progress now as being, you know, the the greatest lefty fundraising tool uh, on the market in Colorado. So Ian Silveri, who's the former head of progress now, now is a partner in another company called the Bighorn Company. And the Bighorn Company is is a consultation firm that is hired by companies and governments to go into places and help them market things. Well, if you look at the Bighorn Company's website, there's probably a dozen or, or two dozen or more companies on there that they work with. But out of all the companies on there, only two of them are government agencies. One of them is Jefferson County of a county, and the other one is Jefferson County Public Schools. So out of all the private companies that Ian works with, 
he happens to work with the two government entities in the county in which he lives, and that his wife, Brittany Peterson, has supported for, or I mean, has represented for 15, 16, 20 years now, you know, and now is a U.S. congressman out of the 7th Congressional District. Isn't that just coincidence, though, Sherry? I mean, honestly, (laughs) isn't it just, it just happens to be that the Democrats that she is one of are in charge of all of government and um, you know, they're awarding a contract to her husband for, oh, did you talk about how much money? No. And that, you know, and that coincidence, I will add real quickly, is Silveri has donated to all three election campaigns of all three county, of all three county commissioners. So Silveri's name is on Tracer for having donated to their campaigns to get them elected. And Brittany and another one, and one of the um, commissioners, Leslie Dahlkemper, those two have donated back and forth to each other's campaigns over the year, over the years, and worked on uh, education reform kind of stuff. So, no, the contract is for three hundred and forty thousand dollars. Three hundred and forty thousand dollars. That's Billy Thorpe pay. Yeah. Well, and of that three hundred and forty, a hundred and eighty, so more than half is Ian Silveri's direct fee. So more than half of the $340,000 is going to go to Ian's checkbook, and then 110000 of that is going to go to Ian to pay somebody else, which we know is going to be another family friend, you know, next-door neighbor, cousin, and to pay somebody else to do the actual public surveying or push polls or whatever they use to get the temperament of Jefferson County voters for another tax increase. I, what is brilliant about this piece is you're right. There is, I was just taken with the fact that Brittany Pedersen's husband, who appears in none of her campaign ads, she looks like a single mom when she was running for Congress, um, is going to him and his company are going to pocket north of 300,000 taxpayer dollars. That was what drew my attention to it. But then you reminded me there may actually be a law out there that says government can't actually go out of its way to use taxpayer dollars to do stuff like this like that's yeah. that's crazy is there a complaint that can be made and to whom um that you can make a complaint yes if it appears that you know because like i said there is a certain part of the consultation contract that ian can legally do in fact you know probably a huge chunk of it what he cannot do is organize the yes on whatever ballot campaign he can't give them you know that he can't help them with their Facebook pages. He can't help them with their, their raw rock committees. He can't do anything as far as helping an, a campaign that is in favor of this. So when it gets to that point and that starts to happen, yes, anybody in Jefferson County could file a complaint with the local courthouse for violating um, uh, with, uh, campaign finance laws and, and election laws. When- when you reached out to these people, I imagine they rushed forward to say, here's how this is all above board and okay. <laughs> yeah. And real quickly, the, the complaint would actually be with the Secretary of State's office, not with the local. Oh, board. okay. It would, it well, would you can trust election. the Secretary of State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jen, Jenna Griswold's going to jump right on that one. Um, <laughs> so, oh, sorry. Well. Now, what was, your, what was your question that you uh, – uh, oh, well, they called I, listen, me back. I, yes, they all, yes, they all yeah. ran to answer my question. <laughs> yeah, Did no, anybody? Not, no, not one person. Um, Ian – well, I didn't attempt to call Ian. I did attempt to call Jefferson County, 
Um, I did attempt to call the woman who, you know, that's the other part of the story. So when they put out this request for proposal, they put out a request to a company that consultants subscribe to that when something goes into their company, they ding you with an email and say, hey, your company might be interested in this. Well, they ding oh, yeah. you based on based on categories that you set up when you subscribe with them that says, hey, if anything comes in, for I'm interested in this. Yeah. Gig, I'm interested. Well, the code that the Jefferson County uh, uh, planning department or whoever the woman was that put them in, put into the system were so vague and so overreaching that almost nobody's going to get notified. And of the 23 companies that did pull paperwork and turn and, wow. and as they were interested, almost all of those companies were liberal leaning companies, and only two of them actually turned in the paperwork. Only two. Why is that? What is? How do you explain well, that? You know, I, my explanation is nothing but pure subjectiveness. But you know, if you're if you're looking at a list, if I can look at a list online without a without a uh, membership, who all pulled paperwork? If I can see that, then they can see it. And, and I don't know, but if I'm in Jefferson County and I go to pull paperwork and I see that Ian Silveri's company has pulled paperwork, I'm not going to turn in my application. I'm not going to waste my time and energy when I know how close Ian Silveri and Brittany Pedersen are to that Board of Well County Commissioners. What are Jefferson County Commissioners? What do we know about that other company that put in but didn't get picked? Um, they, so their bid, so Ian's bid was $340,000 total. That was 180 to him, 110, um, for, for polling and public survey work. Another 25,000, I think was to, to like a possible legal consultant and another 25,000 went to some other type of consultant. The other company put in a flat $25,000 per month retainer fee and then 25,000 for polling services. So the twenty five thousand monthly fee, when you did the math, came pretty close to what to Ian's hundred and eighty. So that was kind of a wash. What the big difference was is, is Silveri is getting one hundred and ten thousand dollars to sway the public to vote yes, while this other company was only asking twenty five thousand dollars to do that. I, I, it makes me wonder too why he needs money for legal services. I feel fairly certain the county invests millions in the county attorney's office. Why would well, their contractor were, who's out there to try to win people over need to have his own attorney? Well, there were some there were some um, contingencies in the contract that says if the county supplies this, this is what we'll charge you. If the county supplies that, this is what we'll charge you. But those incidentals um, didn't change the total overall contract by much. And the bottom line didn't change the amount that Ian Silveri gets to use to feed his, his family with. Was Ian Silveri's the lowest bid? Uh, well, I guess, no, no, it wasn't the lowest bid. If you look at it in terms of, like I said, the, the other company that submitted was 25000 a month. So that yeah. would take about seven months to, to reach Ian's hundred and eighty grand, which the total term was about seven or eight, nine months. Um, but the big difference was the $25,000 compared to the 110000 So, no, Ian's was not the low bid. This is this is freaking bizarre. Um, I what's well, next? Nobody... I mean, how how do you how do you when when the Democrats control all of Jefferson County and all of the state government offices, you would expect to be watchdogs over the local government in these things. What the hell can you do now? 
you know, I don't know that you can do anything. And that's the problem, George, because you're absolutely right. I mean, Jefferson County Board of Commissioners is Andy Kerr, former state legislator, Tracy Kraft-Farp, former state legislator. Both of those worked with Brittany Pedersen for eight years, 12 years, 16 years, whatever it was. And then you've got Leslie Dahlkamper, who was um, instrumental in the recall of three Jefferson County uh, Board of Education members. And her, Leslie Dahlkamper, who was on the Board of Education at the time, worked with Brittany to make sure that that happened. And so then, so so like you said, you complain. Well, you file a complaint with the Secretary of State's office. So now you get Jenna Griswold involved to determine whether or not her good buddies over in Jefferson County have done anything wrong. I mean, they're just, it, Jefferson County is going the way of the state of Colorado. And it's just blue progressive after blue progressive after blue progressive. And I don't know that there is anything you can do to stop it, except but, for but get this, them out this, of office. But I don't know how you do this, that. This feels like a modern version of Boss Tweed. Do you know what I mean? Back in uh, yeah. in the New York era, back in the turn of the century, the other century, it feels mm-hmm. like it's that kind of a machine thing. There is no single person that runs that machine, but it feels like it is a blue machine that is designed to get more and more tax dollars to give out to more and more blue people. Um, have you it's exhausted what you can think of as the core requests necessary to get to the bottom of this? Have you been? Have they given you everything you've asked for? They've given me everything I've asked for. I mean, they haven't, you know, I asked for the contract. They sent me the contract within probably two hours. I mean, I had the contract almost as fast as I asked for it. Hmm. When I looked at it, I was like, interesting. I wonder how many people inquired. So I immediately, I didn't even court a request. I immediately, you know, replied to the, to the clerk at Jefferson County and said, hey, by the way, can you send me um, all, the, all the proposals of everybody that applied? Probably two hours later, that was in my mailbox. Jefferson County has complied. The only thing they don't want to do is comment because they don't have to. Why, why do they, they – like you said, it's a well-oiled machine, and it's the Good Buddy Club. There's no reason that they have to answer to Sherry Pipe at Complete Colorado because they know that legacy media doesn't care and that, like, you, like we talked about when I was on the radio with you the other day, I'm still – or I guess it wasn't you – um, but somebody said to me the other day, thank you. I'm, Damn it. <laughs> somebody, I can't remember who it was. Somebody said to me the other day, we're still niche. We're, we're still a niche paper. You know what I mean? So they're, they're just hoping and praying that it goes away. They're not going to say anything, which is really unusual because I've written stuff on Brittany and Ian in the past. And normally Ian starts beating up on me on Twitter, on Twitter almost immediately. And that hasn't happened this time. They are oh, that not tells you something. Don't draw attention to, to this one. Exactly. That's exactly it. Do not make too much out of this because, hey, Brittany is up for re-election, and we got bigger fish to fry, and we don't want anybody else drawing attention to this. Yeah. Have any of the other big watchdog periodicals out there, namely the Post and the Gazette, picked up on this? No. Not yet. What nope. the what? <laughs> Come on, Sherry. This is crazy. This feels like straight up corruption. And I don't mean corruption like I'm going to prosecute you for the, but it feels like this is the kind of deal you can only get if you're a political activist who's been, who's married to a member of Congress who's got long-term political. I mean, this is not how government is supposed to work. First off, what the hell is government doing spending taxpayer money trying to figure out how to get you to give up more taxpayer money? What's that about? I mean, what? It's, it's, 
it's the biggest problem for me. I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how I can, how I can stress it anymore is that government entities are not allowed under Colorado election laws to use money or resources to support or oppose a ballot measure or a candidate. And here's a good example of what Jenna, Jenna Griswold will do. In the last school board campaign, just this past fall, there was a, a, a complaint filed against the Greeley-Evans School District 6 because they were using their communications director and other resources to run around town and support mm-hmm. various bond issues and candidates. So somebody filed a complaint with the Secretary of State's office, and God bless her, she came back and slapped District 6 on the hand and said, well, wow. technically, they're kind of right. You probably shouldn't be doing this. But I don't think you did it intentionally, so just don't do it again. That's, but yet, that sucks. But, but, but yet, I know there is a, a candidate for a congressional office who, when he was running for the uh, for a board of education seat a few years ago, um, failed to put a Republican candidate who's now running for congressional office. Yeah, failed to put the paid for by on a sign. Uh oh! Oh, yeah, that's a big and hit. And one of his yeah, and one of his Democrat opponents contacted the Secretary of State's office. And they filed complaint after complaint after complaint on this man. And by the end of the day, and I don't ever know the final outcome, but by the end of the day, the Secretary of State had racked up over $25,000 in fines against this guy wow. for, things, for things that he corrected immediately. But that well, was each, I think like each sign is worth something. You know, when they ginned up that rule, like each sign or each violation is worth X number of dollars. Yeah. And then the yeah. campaign yeah. has to spend money defending if the candidate yeah. doesn't do it themselves, they got to spend some of their uh, campaign funding to hire an attorney or something like that to defend them. It's um, there's legitimate reasons behind the campaign finance laws that they have. Some of them have gotten out of control, but they have become weaponized by opponents, both in primaries and in general elections. And uh, I, I I don't think they're secret. I wish people could know about these things publicly. So that they could scrutinize. And I wish you had to disclose not just who you are, because I always find someone not related to the campaign, but invariably the campaign is involved, you know? Right. Absolutely. There, there's no doubt. And, and this, is, this is one of those that, you know, I'm going to be watching closely. But again, until, the, my, until my colleagues on, on, in, in legacy media start remembering what they were supposed to be defending as journalists, and actually start writing stories and doing pieces on um, on Democrats the same way they do them on Republicans, um, it, it's not going to stop, you know? God bless Sean Boyd, because she's the only one that I leave out of this conversation, because she's the one that if anybody's going to do anything, it's going to be her. Uh, but, but the rest of them the are going to co- No have- commissioner has gotten back to you, Sherry? Not one. No, no. Andy Kerr and Tracy uh, Tharp could care less, and, and Leslie Dahlkamper doesn't like me from her days on the on the Jefferson County Board of Education. So, no, they're not going to call back because as far as they're concerned, the little fly will go away. Just leave her alone. You know what? They're probably right. If, if, if nobody else talks about this or pushes they're, it around no, they're, on they're, social they're media, it's just going to go away. They, people need to go to Complete Colorado Page to find this article, link to it, 
and shoot it out. Uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever social truth, whatever social media thing that you're using. Got to put this thing out. And then I think if I live in Jefferson County, I just start sending emails to the county commissioners. One, because it documents it saying, I'd like to know more about this contract to your Democratic colleague's husband for all of this money. And why are we spending money trying to figure out how to get me to spend more money? It's just this is craziness. Sure. I I, I don't want to cut you loose until I get a commitment from you. What else is coming up? Because it seems like as soon as we hang up, you're going to hit send, and some other story is going to blow up. Uh, no, not at this point. I, I am working on um, a story about this radical bill that they got going through the going through the legislature right now. That you know, well, we talked about the other day that will allow you to to make your teacher call you whatever you want your teacher to call you. But <laughs> so other awesome. than that, that's, you know, that's, yeah. I'm working on a on a spinoff for that. You know, it's what we used to call a day two headline. But um, yeah, so that's about it for right now. I promise you're not going to hang up with me and then go to the website and there's going to be it's some nice other big change. story. It's a nice change, <laughs> Sherry. Look, uh, Sherry Pye, thanks for giving us so much of your time twice now yeah, in a week. Absolutely. What a great story. I just uh, hope it keeps going. If you get any more developments on this, would you please let us know? I absolutely will, George. You know it. Thanks, Sherry. Uh, Listen, folks, go to Sherry's page there at Complete Colorado Page 2. You can just Google that or whatever search engine you use. You're going to get to this article. It's the top one. Read it. It's just fascinating. And why the rest of the mainstream media doesn't pick up on this? Because you know if this was taking place in Douglas County or, or, well, I was going to say El Paso County, they'd be all over this thing. But they're not. I don't know what can be done about this, but I'll tell you, there's someone out there who uh, is very, very uh, skilled with the core request stuff going back to his days early on in the media. And he's used it also for things that help his clients. And that's Dan Kaplis with the Dan Kaplis Law Firm. Uh, Dan gets this stuff and Dan gets to the bottom of stuff like this. That's just for the media job. His full time gig, his career gig is getting to the bottom of the truth when it comes to defending victims and uh, getting justice for them when someone has hurt them and changed their lives. All you have to do to get Dan and his partner, Bobber, Bobber Wahid, on the case is to have a righteous case. And Dan's not the guy you call when you say, hey, I have just a teeny tiny amount of pain in the last digit of my pinky. Can I turn it into money? There are different attorneys for that. Plenty of attorneys out there. That's not Dan and Bobber. Dan and Bobber are the people you turn to when your life or your family member's life has been upended in a seemingly unfixable way, in an unaddressable way. You call up Dan. Dan goes and gets as much justice as the system could possibly generate. Give him a call at 303 770-5551-303-770-5551. Or you can check them out at dancaplislaw.com. That's dancaplis, C-A-P-L-I-S, law.com. When we come back, you, me, some of the texts come in. Love to get the feedback from you. It's George Brockler on the George Show, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here at 710 KNUS. Um, my thanks to Sherry Pife from Complete Colorado, page two. I really do think it's important that you go out there and take a look. I, I normally try to push you to that web page there at Complete Colorado, page two, because they do such great writing. Josh Scharf has writing there, Sherry Pipe. 
But this one in particular, the fact that it has not been reported on by any of the other major legacy media outlets out there, the mainstream media, if you will, is really disappointing. It is disheartening because it's the kind of story where it shouldn't matter who generated the great story. And of course, it was Sherry, who's a conservative and writes for a, a conservative publication. What should matter is this just reeks of that kind of insider marijuana smoke filled backroom dealing that you just know permeates government and all of these efforts that we have put in place with transparency and the RFP, the request for proposal process and all that is meant to blunt that, but it clearly doesn't preclude it. This just looks awful. There should be some kind of a rule in place that if you are an elected member um, in a, in a county, and you represent that county, that there ought to be a different level of scrutiny for anyone in your family who has a, a subsequent, a subsequent, that's important, contract with government in that same place. Is there an innocuous explanation for this? I mean, theoretically, cannot imagine what that is. But this just stinks. I mean, this just looks and smells and feels corrupt 300 and something thousand dollars i'm gonna find that article again she had it highlighted here three hundred and forty thousand dollars what what are you talking about and now think about this part she told you it was a seven or eight eight month project dude is getting paid ian silveri who was the head of progress now which just as an aside up until very recently, was the whitest organization you could find in the state of Colorado. White supremacist groups looked at them and said, we'd love to be that white. Now, of course, and by the way, I pointed that out quite a bit in the media. And then all of a sudden they started to say, you know what? Maybe since we are championing all this DEI stuff, maybe we ought to be victimized by it as well. And now they've changed a couple. They've hired a couple people, I'm sure tokens. Um, but Ian was the head of that extremely white group. Um Ian is now going to be paid, based on this contract, $180,000 for seven or eight months' work. Now, you can do the math on that. Annualized, that's about $270,000. Dude's getting paid two hundred of taxpayer money. That That's more than the sheriff makes. That's probably more than the sheriff makes by $100,000 or more for doing real stuff on behalf of the county. And that sheriff's a Democrat, by the way. That's more money than the district attorney for Jefferson and Gilpin County in the first judicial district makes. And what is this cat doing for all that taxpayer money? Trying to figure out a way to pull and craft a message to convince the taxpayers that foot the bill for him to give more of their money to the government to spend. This just, I mean, this is ridiculous. This should be like, 
regional, if not national news. This is getting caught with your hand in the cookie jar. This is an example of how all of the CORA requests and all of the mandated transparency and contracting rules are irrelevant if you have the same party and the same buddies in charge of all the levers of government. This just feels disgusting. I mean, it feels disgusting. Now, I'm a Jeffco kid. I grew up in Lakewood. My dad and my sister still live in Lakewood. I started my career as a prosecutor for from basically 94 to 2006 in Jefferson County. I mean, this means something to me. It's, it is, uh, it's the western part of the metro area. Now, granted, it has seen far less population growth than any of the other surrounding counties. But still, I mean, it's got, you know, 565, 580,000 people, something like that. That's huge. And these people all got together and figured out a way to spend a ton of money for what Sherry is describing as a completely illegal and completely unethical effort. What the hell is going on in Jefferson County? It feels to me like the district attorney and the attorney general's office without invitation should be looking into this. The problem is they're all Dems too. They're all Democrats too. And I bet if you dig deep, you will see that uh, Professor Phil has endorsed Brittany Patterson and betted numerous political pictures with her, and she has also endorsed him. I'll bet you the same is true for the DA. And I'm not questioning whether or not she would do the right thing. I think Alexis would do the right thing. But I think the optics suck. I think the optics are horrible. There's got to be some other answer. If you can't count on your Democrat elected government officials to oversee allegations of government corruption by people in your same party, then it's a fail. Get out of office. I don't know if this is, I don't know what kind of election violation this is, but election law violations, as Sherry pointed out, go to the Secretary of State's office, but they get prosecuted. If they need to go to court for all that other stuff, they can ultimately be prosecuted by the Attorney General's office. Come on, man. You put Aurora. Under a consent decree, the entire Aurora Police Department you forced into a consent decree based off of your claimed race-based statistics that are actually better than those same statistics for Denver and Boulder, who don't operate under a consent decree. But, oh, by the way, don't have Republican mayors. Do something here, Phil. Get involved. Just sua sponte, on your own, without invitation. Get involved and look into this. You want to run for governor? You want to show yourself to be something other than a partisan hack? Then hold your own accountable. Do something, man. Instead of constantly running around on Facebook and Twitter talking about how everyone's memories are a blessing and showing up at all the political events and talking about how this is the Colorado way and we all need to work together. Get rid of all that garbage and focus on enforcing the friggin' law. You, you got that little badge you posted on social media. It means something. Use that authority. 
For the love of God, man, somebody look into this and either come back and tell us, nope, no harm, no foul, there's no violation here, or hold these people accountable, because the optics on this suck. They stink. Here's what uh, some texters are saying. Ted Trimpa is a founder of Progress Now. Um, I don't know. I, I I could totally see that. But I don't think Ted would support this either, by the way. We could call Ted. But I'm pretty sure Ted wouldn't support this either. Here's uh, another text from our friends here. Let's not forget Ian and Brittany's wedding was at the governor's mansion in July 2017. Well, that makes me feel real good about government's ability to oversee the other members of it as long as you're part of the same uh, part of the same political party. Uh, Gina, by the way, Billy, I think this is a reference to one of your stories earlier today. Gina has announced, and I don't know why she knows this, but it's legal to marry your first cousin in Colorado. (laughs) We're not judging you, Gina. If that's where you're going, you love whoever you want to love. That's what's that, Billy? Sounds more like a proposal. (laughs) Billy says it's like a proposal. That's one of those messages I want to see on the Diamond Vision at Coors Field or, you know what I mean, or at the Ball Arena. I want to see a message that says from Gina, it's legal to marry your first cousin, dot, dot, dot. I just, <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, and then some other folks chiming in on some of the other things we talked about with this upcoming Women of Weld. Man, they do a good job. They hit it out of the park all the time. Event next Thursday, a week from today, up there at the Fort Lupton Rec Center where we're going to be doing the, uh, I'll be moderating the debate along with Ernest Lunning from uh, Colorado Politics for the 1,100 candidates currently running for CD4. In fact, I think it's just a line that wraps around the building and the people just walk up to the microphone and try to answer the questions, and then we come back a month later as we wrap up. In CD4, however, there are only three candidates. So by comparison, I presume they're going to each get 10 to 20 minutes to answer each question. On the CD4 side, people will be given one-word answers. What's that? Billy, did you? Oh, yeah, that's so interesting. Billy said I was sounding robotic and I had some framing issues, which instantly... I thought this was a reference to a crime I'd been trying to commit online. Listen, let's do this. Let's cut away for a break. We'll tighten down all the nuts and bolts. Well, mostly the bolts. The nuts are in charge of the show. Before I do that, though, I want to quickly tell you about our good friends at Ultra Botanica who put out that product that I keep bragging about called Ultra Cur. You can find it at your natural grocers and only your natural grocers. Actually, you can get it online, too. Get ultranow.com. But you can find it at your natural grocers. You go to the vitamin manager, got to go to the vitamin manager, and ask for your free three-day trial size, the sample thing. And uh, you follow the instructions, you take it, and if you're like 50% of the people who do, you're going to experience relief within 48 hours, the kind of relief that's like anti-inflammatory, antioxidant. You feel better. You feel like you have more energy. Your body's working the way it's supposed to, probably the way it was when you were younger. Go check them out. Half of those people, by the way, experience relief within about two hours. Go check them out. Research curcumin. Research getultranow.com. Then go to your vitamin, uh, I'm sorry, your your uh, natural grocers. Go to your natural grocers. Go to the vitamin manager. And it's the word vitamin that keeps tripping me up. Go to your vitamin manager and ask for your free three-day sample. And then once that really knocks your socks off, then go back and get the rest of the product. Uh, stick around. 
Uh, when we come back, I'll finish up this hour with your texts, your calls at 303-696-1971. It's George Brockler on The George Show, 710 KNUS. George Brocker back with you here, 710 KNUS. Final moments of the 7 o'clock hour. Great discussions on the texts. Uh, looking for um, that phone call, too, but I'm not sure we're going to get it on this topic. There's going to be more to this. I just don't know how you could have an opposing view to the corruption that appears to be coming out there. Let me tell you in the limited time that we have left about Brent and Joyce Tolliver. You've heard about them. They're on our show all the time. Uh, they've also been in my house. They should be in your house. And the reason you invite them in for that free estimate is they'll come down from their business They'll come inside. You'll like it. They're just so very nice. They'll check out your cabinets. They'll do a Brent will, by the way, get on his hands and knees and use some special laser shooting device to Star Wars his way through the spaces that you just take for granted in terms of them being usable more than once a season or once a year. And he'll turn them into something super efficient and awesome. That's what the uh, roll them out shelves folks do. And they do it all the time. Uh, you check them out at RollEmOutShelves.com. My suggestion is call and talk to their long-term employees. They're very nice folks. 303-475-9601. 303-475-9601. Stick around. We're going to change it up. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of the other political stuff going on out there. Is the government going to run out of money? George Brockler, 710, KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.